Okay, I got my 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 headphones here because I was listening to the music intro. <laughs> I liked it. It was nice. Got bright new big letters at the beginning of the show now. Our new our new logo uh, up there. There it is. Look at that. Boy, there, that, there that tells are. you what it is, doesn't it? it that look at that. <laughs> so that's us. And she is and she is still Vaughn. Hey, Stuart. <laughs> How are you? I really don't know what I'm doing. All right. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Good. Good. Did you have a good week? We had a good week. Um, gosh, let's see. Yeah. Are the, girl, are the girls down at uh, Waco now? Uh, em Emily is already down there. Um, Elizabeth goes this week. Uh, ah. We. Moving her in this week. Um, Emily didn't have to move again, so she's still in this, you know, her house that she was in last year. She's a senior, so she, that's nice. We didn't have to move her. And then Elizabeth will move this week into a dorm, and we will see how that goes. So we're, we're, by... we're prepared to move her in. Or we're, uh, no, and... we're prepared to move her in, and we're prepared, prepared to move her out if need be. So I don't know. I take each day. I was telling a friend of mine on the phone just a minute ago before the show. Yeah. That I, 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 the way I'm constructing my schedule and the way I'm constructing my days is I wake up and I, I, I learn what, if there are any new developments or guidelines, restrictions to all that's going on. And then I act accordingly each day. It's hard to plan right now because of all the logistics surrounding this right. pandemic. But, you know, I, so I've decided I'm going to go act accordingly day by day. So we have been told we're moving in, we're starting school, albeit, you know, school online and hybrid. And you and I talked about that, how they've structured the uh, schedule, the, the academic schedule. But we're prepared to move her in and because that's what we're all doing right now until we can do. And then we will see how it goes and we'll take it from there. So we're excited and she's excited and we've got everything ready in the laundry room to make a nice, comfy, pretty little dorm room. and. We're hoping for the best. <laughs> That's all we can do, right? You got to have your options. <laughs> and I, you know, you got to be flexible. And uh, I've always said that even before everything and uh, even more so now. So we are prepared to move in. And if we need to switch gears along the way, which I'm hoping not, that will not be the case. But if so, we will be flexible and we are, will then move her out, <laughs> move her out. I don't know. We'll see. And I mean, I'm I, I'm sure Phil's going nuts too from the from the news this week that uh, college football may be postponed for for the year. the The Big Ten, the Big Twelve, Pac twelve, uh, a lot of the other conferences, uh, you know, they just they aren't going to play. They 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 are they're worried. They're worried about it. And uh, have they made a decision down at Baylor yet? Is the as the conference? Gonna gonna play their I mean, game right or? now. Right now, we're prepared to play. Uh, that's what we were told today. <laughs> that could change that, tomorrow. That's, that's today, um, right? Yeah, and that's today. That's why we we all have to just really just, you know, kind of um, live live all this day literally day by day. Yeah. We're prepared to play right now. Don't know how that's gonna play out. Um, I don't know if you were to talk to Phil. Uh, I think he would probably just vote to push football to spring and just maybe hope that it would be a better situation at that time 
but even who knows then if it would be. So um, I can't really speak to all that. I, I, if they get started playing at Baylor, I know that there are going to be some, some, um, some, some restrictions and new guidelines, sure. um, capacity at the stadium. If there's, if they're even going to allow fans at all at the stadium, um, you that, know, so these that kids that might just the have, key to have fun to watch the parties. You know, the, 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 the players, when they get out on the field, they're focused on, on the game. But if, you know, while, while nobody really wants to see football postponed this fall, I think from the fans' experience point of view, if it went to the spring and, and we get beyond this and there's the ability for people to be in the stadium for the game, I think that will help the players. It will certainly help the fan base. So, yeah, I mean, so. It, it, I've been watching some sports on TV, baseball, hockey, whatnot. But you know, the only the few sports that are on right now, and and I I I, I see that there's nobody in the stands, and I understand why, of yeah. course. But yeah. I guess I don't understand why we can't have some in the state. <laughs> I mean, spaced out, socially spaced out. I mean, we certainly have restaurants and and some, and I know bars aren't supposed to be open, but some bars are open. Those bars that serve. A food, a percentage of food, whatever. So you do have people out and about amongst each other. At least in Texas, you do. I know right, California, right. Coast, West Coast, a little different. But I guess I wonder why we can't have a certain capacity uh, that would allow so, uh, safe social distancing in the stands. I don't know why we can't do it do it that way. Um, that's one thing I heard about Baylor is that they would have the stadium filled only to a certain capacity. Who those people, who those fans would be, I don't know. Would they be the big donors? Would they be parents of players or families of players? Would they be seniors? You know, my daughter's a senior at Baylor, so of course she's voting seniors should get to go if anybody, you know. Uh, would it be freshmen because they're new and they should get to experience it? So there, everybody thinks that they should be the ones to get to be, I guess, in the stands if there is a certain capacity and they have to hand select whoever gets to go. Um, Everybody thinks that they're, you know, so I maybe that just presents more logistical issues in having to decide, you know, who who would make up the capacity in these stadiums. So maybe they just said, okay, forget it, nobody in the stadium. And like I just said, if you're if we're talking college sports, the kids will just have to have, you know, um, safe uh, watching parties from outside the stadium. Right, um, so, and, and you know yeah. the, the the restaurants and the and the bars that have outdoor facilities with widescreen TVs. If they do play and they can broadcast those on a widescreen TV with with you know precautions and social distancing uh, at some of the restaurants and bars, that's a way to get the that get some of the fans involved in the process too. Yeah, so exactly. So we'll have to see how the the that goes. Um, it's hard to say at this point. I know even when you watch the news, uh, there have been players even coming out and speaking and, and some are comfortable with, you know, canceling whatever and others are not and think that they should go out and play. So I just, I think Stuart, really, if you were to ask 10 different people, you know, whatever the question might be, uh, should we go out? Should we go in? Should we, Wear masks, should we not? Should we have sports? Should we postpone? Should we cancel? I think whatever the question regarding this pandemic, if you were to ask 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different 
responses. And I think a lot of the responses are going to be based on personality types. I just think there are people who are more nervous than others and people who are seeing this just differently. So I don't know that Eddie, we're ever going to agree on all these issues that we're talking about right now. Even for example, school just started here in Frisco. Yesterday was the first day of school in Frisco and it started virtually. And so all students from kindergarten up to 12th grade started virtually um, with the option then of going into the classroom starting September 3rd. September 3rd. <laughs> I held up to yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. September Somebody 3rd. needs to go back to school. <laughs> September 3rd. Um, so, you know, you, you had people who agreed with that, didn't agree with that, this and that. Well, uh, my next door neighbor, I've referred to her a lot in our, when we talk about just different things, she's got the little, the little, the little ones over there, a right. kindergartner and then a preschooler. And she was a nervous wreck prior to the first day of school because, you know, what you need to consider are all aspects of, of a parent having to not necessarily but manage the, the entire scenario from home, which means be there, especially if you've got a kindergartner and a preschool, because they can't be home alone. So be there, first of all, if you physically can, and also be able to reinforce what is being taught, because the way they're doing this virtually is the teacher comes on the screen with all the students, teaches whatever the skill is that they're learning that day, and then they turn off the computer and the children are then to do their work independently, sign back on and discuss. Well, you've you've got to have somebody there to check for walk this child through that new school that have been taught check for comprehension get get back on the computer there's so much plus consider the example next door where she has a preschooler who also needs tending to she's in the middle of potty training um so it and i could i could go on and on and describe the scenario it turned out that yesterday went very well for her i'm happy to say but if you think about this online learning, virtual learning, homeschooling, basically, she's dealing with maybe, okay, the color blue. We're talking kindergarten. Think about those parents that are having to perhaps help teach, I don't know, calculus, algebra. I mean, I think my math goes maybe as far as fifth grade. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so, and 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 look at the They've got well, a challenge. That, They're trying to get to know these students, you know, on, on a computer screen. Yeah, that's kind of the scenario that we're in. Uh, first of all, I, I just had a pop up that Ty Foley was uh, was uh, tuning in and watching us. So welcome to the show, Ty. Glad to have you with us. Uh, but my my ten year old grandson, uh, he's he's in Prosper, which is the next uh, 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 town just north of uh, of Frisco. They are in this hybrid. Uh, uh, thing where as uh, Liam is at home, he's being is is at home on on the computer that was provided by the school. Uh, but I think he said two thirds of the students were in the classroom uh, yesterday and and uh, and the day before, uh, and two thirds of them were at home. Now, whether that changes next week and a different group goes back to the school, I mean the logistics 
of trying to teach these these students is is getting to be really interesting because you you hope that it doesn't have an adverse effect on the student's ability to learn but Liam is is structured he he has to be in front of that computer at certain times for certain classes and and then you know somebody's got to be there to to oversee what's what's going on too and either my son or my my daughter-in-law or in this case Lauren went over there to be with him today so you know it's it's putting a little extra pressure on the family unit too in order to to understand what's going on and whatever it is this week it could change next week Right. Better or, or worse. We just don't know. We got to wait and see. Yeah. They're going to have to make the best of it. I've had long conversations with my neighbor about it. And, you know, it's it's not ideal, to say the least. Um, it's it's going to be very challenging. I, I hope that these kids don't lose, especially the older kids. Uh, kindergarten, when we speak of kindergarten, maybe even first, second, it, you, you, you're still trying to really instill a love of learning, keep a positive, safe learning environment, um, those types but I'm hoping that the older kiddos, say middle school, high school, um, that they're not losing, that they're not, that this isn't going to go on long enough to where they're going to lose a lot of academic traction. Um, right. You have to, for example, uh, uh, master certain skills in, I, let's just say math class, what a, a certain math class prior to moving into the next math class. And so, that could be if they barely get by this year, like for however long this goes on and they don't really, they're not, we're not really checking for comprehension and we're not checking to see if they are, you know, um, you know, ready to move on. You might see down the road some, um, yeah, some, some remnants of, um, of this uh, type of, of learning. I would venture to say, uh, I, I, well, I'm not going to bend I am going to say that obviously still the best way of learning, educating, teaching, and learning is face-to-face uh, -face in the classroom. I, I think that that just absolutely, um, maybe some can do it effectively online, and that's great. But I would say majority of kids probably would benefit more from being in the classroom. So I, I hope these kids can get back into, that's my hope. I hope these kids can get back into the classroom. Uh, just uh, sooner rather than later, <laughs> as yeah, soon as and, they can, as soon as it's I, safe enough to. I, I think it's also, you know, important to say how much we appreciate what the teachers and and the administrations are going through to to try and make this the the, the best bridge of education that they can for the students and everything, because yeah. they are not only are trying to do what they are there to do, but they're also trying to determine uh, if it's going to be the same thing tomorrow and next week. And, and if there's adjustments to be made. So, you know, a lot of congratulations and heartfelt thanks to, to our educators and all for, uh, for being involved in this whole, in this whole process. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. And parents hang in there. <laughs> yep, that, that's it. Because this it's, is this is um this is taking this is proving it's that it's going to be something that's going to take a village. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to need to. I mean, I even offered to take the preschooler for some time yesterday just to give you know my neighbor time to work independently with her you know one on one with her son. Um, so it, yeah, it, it's going to yeah. take a village. So everybody needs to hang in there and just try to make the best of it, I guess. And as we say in the media. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, what's going stay on. Tuned. Stay tuned. To, but, to what? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we, you know, we, we, we talk each week about, you know, what we want to talk about. And, uh, and you know, a lot of it is, has evolved around uh, the pandemic and uh, schools opening, schools closing, and, and wearing masks and not wearing masks and all. And finally, I said to Vaughn, you know what? I just want to throw back to something that we did uh, a while back and we've done from time to time. And that was to play a little bit of Would You Rather. Um, and it's a, it's a fun game. It, it gets the, the thought process going. And it also gets us away from, you know, current events. You know, yeah. we, started, we, we started talking a little bit uh, earlier about sports. And also the, the, the first would you rather I would, would throw out is, would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or be the worst player on a team that always wins. You asking me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey uh, I'm asking you. Yo, yo, this is a question for I'd you. Rather be, I'd rather be. I don't. I'm. I don't. I don't need to be the best player on the team. So, it's, I'd like to be on the winning team. I look. My son was on that team that lost every game. And he was a good player. This was back in like when he was like in elementary school and it was a football team through FFL here, Frisco football league. And, you know, it's all kind of like these kids are just going that like to all these little peewee teams or whatever. I'm going to tell you, Stuart, it was exhausting. I mean, to lose every game is just, and I know people say, Oh, it's not. but It is a little bit. <laughs> I mean, to and I don't mind losing every now and then, but to lose. So your question was to lose every game. I'm going to say no because I have I, I, that is exhausting, no, to be, exhausting to, to lose every now player, and then. To be the best game, player on a team that always loses, or be the worst player on a team that always wins. Yeah, but even if you're the best player on that team that always loses, it's still mentally trying and and. Right and exhausting and um, you're getting hit in the gut every, you know, it's no. So I would have to say I, I would want to be on, even if I'm the worst player, if I'm out there giving it my, my best, you know, giving it all my best and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing whatever I can to, to, to help our team to victory. I would rather that. What about you? I mean, you you seem like you no, it, it, it's interesting because I I started thinking about it too and I guess if I had to choose I would probably say I I would rather be the worst player on a team that always wins because even though it might mean going the entire season sitting on the bench uh, you're still part of a winning team and you get wrapped up in all of that that hoopla of of winning. Uh, if you're the best player on a losing team, the, the best you can hope for is that there's a scout out there that says, even though this is a terrible team and they always lose, there's a couple of stars out there that re know how to play the game and they may be able to get those scholarships to go on and play at the, at the next level. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, kind of a tricky way of thinking it, but if it means being a worse player and sitting on the bench and still getting a championship trophy. Yeah, I guess I guess I would probably lean that way. 
Yeah, and that's me. And again, it's not all about like the fact that I want to win every game. It's not that at all. But I don't mind being, again, when you say the worst player, you know, we could come up with so many different scenarios. It didn't occur to me that being the worst player would mean that I would never get to step foot on the field. Um, right. You know, I would think that I would be given an opportunity to, to, to give it, to get out there and give it my best shot. And that would help my, my kind of psyche a little bit. If I were just sitting on the bench, that would make me then feel like I'm just really not even needed or a part of it. Perhaps then if I were just sitting on the bench, I would come up with some way to just be the team motivator. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would do something to give myself a sense of purpose. Um, if Even if I'm in that uh, on that winning team and not contributing much in terms of my athletic abilities, I would come up with maybe some way to to be able to contribute to the team and give myself a sense of purpose. There you go. So yes, I'm sticking to my answer. Winning there team, worst player. <laughs> <laughs> and All we're right, on the you, same page. How about would you rather be incredibly wealthy but never fall in love or get married or have a happy marriage but be poor? And I don't want to be too poor. Like how poor are we talking? Can I put food on my table? Well, you could you could be truthful for the next twenty some minutes because when once the show's over, it's it's in the can. But I, I, I'm wait, I'm, wait. It's to be be incredibly wealthy, but never right. fall in love or get married, or have a happy marriage but be poor. Have a happy marriage, but be poor. You have a happy marriage. No, you said but be poor. You're, you're breaking up on my screen. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I want I want to have love and happiness for uh, just totally because you're saying the other way is you're rich without any love in your life. Oh no, that would be miserable. That would be miserable. Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh, that would be awful. That would be awful. And, and oh no, no, no. I would much rather. But again. When you say poor, I just would like to say I, I want to be able to feed myself. I don't know how you'd poor like, you're. You like a definition of, of how poor how poor is poor. Because I mean I yeah so I, I'm sticking I'm sticking with my answer but but in my mind I'm still able to you know feed myself clothe myself. So uh, yeah, that's my answer. What about you? Uh, I would probably go the the same way, but you know. We we as as adults might an answer that way. Young people might go a different a different route. Young people who have, oh, have not been married yet, or yeah. or you yeah. know, might might say, "Oh, show me the money." <laughs> yeah, well, we don't ask. That's why we don't ask young people these types of questions. That's Their right. brains aren't fully developed yet till they're what thirty. I don't when, know. when you ask older people, then it's hypothetical answers, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because when I was going through this and coming up with some of the this Keep these time, lists, just, uh, one you know I, ju I just asked about being wealthy you know or being poor uh, and uh, I came up with I think is probably the one of the worst uh, would you rather questions ever and 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 the question was would you rather get rich through hard work or through winning the lottery. 
Uh, I mean, the right thing. <laughs> right answer is hard work through hard work, but it certainly wouldn't suck to win the lottery. <laughs> so I didn't answer the question, yeah. did I? <laughs> like, like I say, I, I mean, I would love to poll you know, a hundred people and, and ask, would you rather get rich through hard work or through winning the lottery? And I will tell you that, that if, if less well, than 98 we need out to of a hundred, need to take a poll. Then. Yeah, we probably okay. should take the so, poll. But I, let I me mean, just say this. I just turned on my phone. We are. So I just went on to look at my Facebook and I'm seeing here, Ty is like totally contributing. First of all, Going back, he'd rather play than sit on the bench. And so then he also said, no brainer, happy marriage and poor. So we agreed with him on that. And now he just looks like he, it, this was a hands down answer because it's just one word, lottery with three exclamation points. <laughs> lottery. And yeah. now I, mean, I, have, I have to say, I have some friends that have tuned in. I'm just seeing Joni, my neighbor is watching. Karen, um, a friend of mine back in the USA Today days. Um, Hello, Karen. Hello, Joni. And Jessa, my neighbor, Marianne, friend of mine from high school, Sharon, friend of my sister's from high school. Anyway, and of course, you're on Lauren. So anybody, anybody chime in on any of these, we're going to start taking polls on these answers because Stuart and I are not the only voice in this, uh, on these, on these uh, questions. We don't want to be the only voice. Okay. So he said lottery. I'm going to say lottery. Stuart. I, I'm, I'm all for lottery. I mean, I figure if I if I win win a, a big lottery and everything, I can decide if I want to work hard the rest of my life yeah. or I just want to sit back and in, and enjoy. And I you agree know? with you. I was I was work, work hard or hardly work. Win the lottery and then go and then, yeah, you can win the lottery and then go off and work hard in some really great for some great nonprofit, do some good work hard volunteering and and make a difference. Uh, in some nonprofit organization or something like that. So just because, pardon me, just because you win the lottery doesn't mean you can't work hard in other aspects of your life. So I'm, I'm lottery. All right. So the next, next one I got is, would you rather have a cook? Okay. I have a, I got a fly. <laughs> would, would you rather I have a cook sitting outside or a maid? Did you hear me? Uh, made. A and maid? I believe we should call, I, 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 aren't they like housekeepers or like, House, I don't know, executive, executive sponge handlers or something. I don't know. But well, a cook, I, a cook I, might, might say, uh, no, I, I want to be called an executive chef, not a cook. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't care what people want to call. Don't call, them. Right. I'll call so would you rather have an executive, her. have an executive chef or a domestic housekeeper. I want a house domestic housekeeper. <laughs> okay. Hand, hand down because then I would have more time to just get in my kitchen and cook and bake. So that would be my answer for sure. You and 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 me, I, I would probably go with the executive chef because uh Lauren Lauren's nickname is Mrs. Dirt Devil. And she's she's had that handle ever. Yeah, I know, since but then she in. wouldn't have to do it, huh? But she wouldn't know what to do with herself if she didn't have a vacuum cleaner. That that's I mean, it's part of her day. Every day she 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 <laughs> cleans something or vacuums. So you know, 
she might she might say to have a, a housekeeper, but I I don't know if she could if she could could do that. Right. So, all right. Let me let me let hey, me find we, another one. Yeah, uh, give me another one. If you think of someone, you let me know. All right. A lot of people say to you, "All right, I got some good news and some bad news." Do you want? Do you lo- usually want to hear the bad news first or the good news first? Bad news first. Give me bad the bad news, news first. first. That's just like somebody gives you a plate of three different, you know, food items. I'm always going to try to get rid of what I don't like first, so that I can, so that my palate ends up with the flavor of the food that I do like. So I want if someone's giving me news, it's the whole palate and I'll wash it down with the good news so that I'm left with the good taste. How's that as an analogy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would always go with the bad news first. Yeah. Yeah. I and think so too. Ty, Ty agrees with us. He's I, with, I agree. He says the bad I news, agree. bad news first. Okay. So let me ask you, you, you said, okay, you got a plate of food. Let's say you've got a plate that's got a steak and it's got some mashed potatoes and it's got some mixed vegetables. Which one? Which one of those three would you eat first? Mashed potatoes, steak, and veggies. Yeah. So then, well, I kind of eat a little bit in order, so I would have a little bit of steak with the mashed potato, and then a little veggie, and I would continue to kind of go in that type of rotation, bounce around mm-hmm. a little bit. But I'm not going to eat one food item and then the other food item. And then the other food item, I'm going to kind of mix them up as I go along. Yeah. That's okay, me. So, so if it was steak and mashed potatoes and lima beans. So you're saying if I, if I were doing, if I were doing what I. You know, kind of going along with the bad news, good news thing. You, you okay, said so I want I, the bad news okay, first. So, so I see what you're saying. It, not necessarily how. I do eat in terms of the good news, bad news, eating the bad food first. So steak, I would eat the lima beans first. Then I would eat the steak and I would end up with those good old mashed potatoes. Okay. See, and <laughs> Ty, Ty thinks steak, steak, steak. So that means probably forget the mashed potatoes and forget the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Steak, steak, yeah, steak. Okay. Given, given that scenario, I would, I would probably go with the vegetables first, then the mashed potatoes, and I would save the steak for last. The, the steak steak would, uh, you know, that that would be my good news on the plate. The steak is your good news. You know what? For, moving forward from this conversation, I'm always going to look at my plate now and look at my food as good news or bad bad news, <laughs> and, and see if there's something that 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 you would call bad news and you would yeah. take that first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, every time while my family, everybody in my family loves salmon except for you know moi. I try to like it. I really do because I know it's so good for you. And I try to season it up and get it all great. If anybody out there has a recipe they want to share, please do. Because I know it's good. So when I'm having a salmon night with the family, the salmon is always the bad news on my plate. The, all right. Ne- next one I got for you. Would you rather have a job that you hate, but that pays you very, very well, or have a job that you love that pays you just enough to get by? So, again, I have a hard time not creating my own scenarios to these questions. And 
if my income were supplementary was to be a supplementary income, then I would clearly say the job I love with minimal pay because that's just okay. But what, if it's not supplementary, if it's your and I hate I hate to say it because it almost sounds like I'm talking about teachers. They work their butts off and get paid a minimal salary, you know. But they they seem to love their jobs. Uh, but I think most teachers enjoy what they do. I do. Um, but to answer your question, if it's not a supplementary income and if I'm considering this as my livelihood, um, I am a pretty tolerant person, and I can usually. I, I have natural tendencies to be very positive and kind of make, you know, kind of try to find the good and make good out of bad and, you know, that whole thing, silver lining, whatever. I, I really do have, it's not difficult for me to do that. So therefore my long answer to your question is I think I would be able to be okay in a job that I hate. Again, I, that's a strong word, but, um, and make good money because I think I, I think I would be able to, cause like I said, I'm pretty tolerant. I think I'd be able to figure it out, manage it, make the best of it. And again, if it's my livelihood and my income to survive, then I would say I, I would give it a try anyway. <laughs> I, I agree with our friend Ty, who just typed in. He says, I've had both. Show me the money. Ty and I have been agreeing on e everything, by the way. Yeah, and and, and for... I, would, I, I would agree this, the same way. I, I think I could tolerate a, ba a yeah. bad job, one that yeah. I didn't really care, as long as I knew that I had had uh, enough money to to pay all my bills and and enjoy a little bit of you know time away from of, of work right uh, but that it, that might be a tough decision for some people because there are some people that really really love what they do uh, and all and don't really make a, a, a viable life lifestyle out of it yeah. Um, okay, here's one. It's a simple one. My hair is all over the place. Okay. Would you uh, have? Would you rather go, uh, talking about vacation now, would you rather go hot or cold? Beach or ski? It's me. It, it, it's easy for me. I, I hate, I hate heat. I hate the heat that we're having right, like right now. I mean, if for people that love beaches and, and the sun and could sit out in the sun, uh, for hours a day that love it. But to me, let, I would rather put on a parka and see my breath, uh, and all than to, than to, to sweat in the summertime. So I would go with the cold. Okay. How about you? Well, I, I, I think I'm going to have to say beach. I, but that's, it's interesting because I, I prefer colder weather. Um, but when I vacation, I'm looking to relax. And so therefore I'm going to pick beach because I can read and relax. And if the beach gets, you know, to that nice kind of breezy kind of temperature in the evenings, put my, and here I am saying, I'm contradicting my question because I'm saying the beach gets cooler in the evenings, which they oftentimes do, but let's say it does it, whatever. <laughs> Still, I think that I would prefer, you know, but again, now having said that, you can go to a cold place like a ski house and stay indoors outside and read by the fire. You know what? I'm changing my answer. I want to go. I want to go cold. But I like the beach. I do. 
So I do like the beach. So in other words, what you'd like to do is go to a beach in Antarctica. <laughs> I want, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, what I'm saying is I want a ski house. I want a beach house. I want a lake house. <laughs> I want a place in Italy. I I, that's a tough question. I, I love how decisive you are. Yeah, this, I am not a, decisive. <laughs> if, if my family is watching this, they can tell you I am. My father makes jokes all the time that I, I use the phrase, let's play it by ear too much. Let's play it by ear. Let's play no, it by ear. That was my mo my mother's favorite phrase. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm, oh, I, oh, and and by the way, for, for those that, that are watching and listening and, and over the years have followed uh, our good friend, Ty Fawley, who is a, who is an artist in the area. I just, I, he, he had a follow-up answer to the, to the, to the question about, you know, would you rather do something that you really loved and not make much money or have a lot of money, you know, and, and get a good salary for not. And he said he's had both and then he would go for the money, but then he followed up and he said, if I did what I loved but made very little money, I'd be an artist. And that's exactly what he <laughs> so, I love it. So I miss that. Yeah. Ty's kind of Ty's kind of throwing out that that old phrase about the starving artist. So he's been he's been there and done that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but yeah. it's funny. All right. So you and changed he, your mind. He also, said, he also said hot on the beach. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, but you changed your mind from from hot on the beach to uh, to cold, a cold scenario. This, this, this particular question is making me flip flop. I don't know. I'm going back and forth on that because I really do enjoy going to the beach and digging my toes into the sand and getting into the and listening. I love listening to the to the ocean and um, but I also do love snowy days and you know. So I don't know. That's a, a just. All right, now so I'm going to maybe now, there are some people out there that like both, and I, I might. Now I'm going to yeah, throw ahead. one out that I think I could probably uh, almost guarantee I could guess which one you would rather do. Would okay. you rather read an awesome book or watch a really good movie? Well, I love my books, but I love my movies. I'm going to say the book. I'm going to say the book. If I had to choose, I'm going to say the book. The book. And let's just even say that it's the same story. Let's say it's, you know what the, I mean? The it's book, a book, the book is, a is the same as the movie. The book, is, the book is nine times, well, always better. Um, the only book that I can tell you, and this was ages ago when I read it, called The Help. The, that, that is one of very few books that I can say that the movie was very, very good. The book was better by just like, a small percentage just because the book gives you more detail. It gives you more of what characters are thinking and feeling because you can't always put that in a movie or whatever, but, but the movie, the help was very, very, very well done. But other than that example, most of the time books. So if I had to, I do love a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but if I had to choose, I'm going to pick the book. Um, you know, I, and yes, you're right. Is that what you would have guessed for me? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. fear the book too. And I think for a lot of people that would pick a book is because the one thing that a book allows you to do is to 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 form your own imagination about the characters and the placement and, and who they are and what they're doing. Once you see if you, you know, which could be a follow-up question to this, 
if it's a matter of a of a really good story that that you know about, would you rather see the movie first or read the book first? Oh gosh, I mean, read the book first. And and I think I think you're absolutely right because I think there's probably more people more people that would say I read the book and then I saw the movie and the movie was disappointing yeah. than would say it was a phenomenal movie and then I read the book and a book just it didn't live up to the movie well and a lot of times the book like I have watched movies before with people who have not read the book and I'm able to fill in a lot of holes because the book just is so much more can be just so much more thorough than what you can actually you know than what these actors and can actually, uh, you know, portray on the uh, in the in the movie on the screen, so whatever. But I, I, I know most of the time. So, you know, but also for me, reading a book is not just about reading a good story. It's the whole experience. You know, I still read. You know, I still read real books. I don't read on the screen. I I like going right. in and buying a book. You're, I like. You're not a Kindle book. person. I'm not. I just not. I love the whole experience. So it's not just reading a good story. It's it's uh, being by myself. It's the solitude of the experience. It's, it's, um, it's, it's like you said, being able to kind of come up with my own, how I see these characters and whatnot. It's the whole experience, cuddling up. It's maybe being under a blanket. It's maybe being out by the pool. It's maybe being by the fire, whatever. It's the experience too for me. I, I like um, the whole experience of, of, reading, of reading a book, not just the story. So that contributes to my answer. And you see, I, unfortunately, I, would take the opposite. And I, I, I would rather see the movie because I have never been disciplined enough to sit down and, and, and read a, a good book. I, I get too distracted or I, I, I get tired. I fall asleep. So it can take me a long, long time to complete a novel because I can only go so many pages at a time. And also I would probably say, well, in lieu of, of the book, I'll just watch the movie and then I'll determine whether whether it might be even worth it later to go back to 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 see the book. I mean our right. our buddy our buddy Ty would he would much he would just much rather be watch, watching a movie uh while <laughs> sitting on the beach eating a steak and painting a portrait. <laughs> and with with all of his lottery money in his pocket. With, with all of his lottery money. <laughs> absolutely absolutely. <laughs> you know there there are a lot of people who don't like to read books. Phil's, Phil will read the newspaper cover to cover, but he, uh, unless it's a really, and again, he, when he does find a book that he likes, and I bet this would be uh, the same with you, when he does find a book that, he, that interests him, he devours it. And he sits down and pretty much gets through it pretty, pretty quickly because when he finds a good book, because he likes to read, um, just he's just not a, he likes to read news. He likes to read, so when he, and, Probably Stuart, same with you. If you just haven't found a book, maybe that has kept your interest. Maybe you need to just kind of. I mean, I can read short stories. I, you know, short stories I I I enjoy, and in fact, I do like reading uh, uh, screenplays uh, because then I I can kind of you know visualize the characters my own way. But a novel, I have a, a hard time with. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe a mystery, a mystery because you don't know where it's going would want to keep your interest. I'm going to give you some uh, recommendations. I've got some good recommendations on legal mysteries and just mysteries in general. And um, I, I'm going to we're going to get we're going to get a good book in your hands and you're going to love it. OK, 
we'll we'll work on that. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I I've had a ball. I I enjoy playing. You know, would you rather? And I I think we'll have to we'll have to revisit this again because I think it's fun to kind of put it put it in context of what we would do and and why. Uh, and and it certainly uh, was nice just getting off the whole COVID conversation for a long right. time. And, and we'll invite we'll invite Ty back. In fact, maybe we'll just have him join the program so he can be right there and 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 give it to us live. He was probably, <laughs> he was practically on the show with us today. Because, you know, I know because right now his fingers are probably hurt from from typing all of his comments. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. But Ty, thank you very very much for participating with us and uh, and also uh, several of, uh, of Vaughn's friends that. Uh, uh, that joined us too, and the rest of you that were were with us. Hope you've had a good time here on uh, something to talk about, and we'll we'll run off and we'll join you again next week. Okay. So you 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 be you be good. Talk stay to you safe, soon. Stay well. Stay healthy. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.